If you have any cryptocurrency at all, get it the hell off of Coinbase. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, also known as Johnny Debs. Hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get it. You are tuned into a rant-style personal finance podcast. If you're looking for someone to get in your face about personal finance and investing topics, I'm definitely your guy. The motto on this show is talk cash or don't speak. What's up, people? How are we doing? Hope you're having a good week. What's up? What's up? What's up? Right? How are you doing? How is your week going? How's that money doing? It's been, uh, it's getting volatile out there, people. It is getting volatile. And I hope you are doing well. I hope you're staying focused. Hope you're staying calm and relaxed. Build a game plan. Stick to it, right? Market, stock market up and down every single day. But, uh, you know, it's actually mostly down right now. And cryptocurrency also mainly down right now. We got at this time, Bitcoin hovering around 30K, $30,000. That's about half of its all-time high. In general, a lot of stocks are at that halfway point from all-time highs right now. Great buying opportunity, but like I said last episode, only if you got it like that, only if you have the money and you don't need it in the near future. How are you withering the storm? Like check in with yourself. I feel like this is always a thing in like the corporate world these days. And then after like a recent event, uh, like a, like a tragedy or something like a mass shooting. I know there was just one this weekend in Buffalo. Um, pretty sad. Uh, unfortunately that's become a norm now in the United States, but people are always like check in with yourself. Okay, but does anybody ever do that with your money? Like check in with your money, right? Look through your bank account, look through all your statements, look through your budget, reevaluate. How do you feel about where your money's at and where it potentially is going, right? Um, Sometimes it can be really depressing to know that like you may be looking at a year or two if you just put money into the stock market in like December. You could be looking at a year or two before that money is to the point where it was. That's a tough pill to take, right? Mentally. It's tough to stay motivated to keep investing. And it is tough to not want to panic and pull that money. And it's tough not to just like hate the world and start blaming people and things, right? We don't do that on this podcast. The person in charge of your money is you. Now, there are definitely alternative factors that are affecting our economy and the world as it is right now. And I'm going to talk through a little of those today. But I wanted to start off talking about cryptocurrency because that's just going through the washing machine. It's just, it's, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a statement, but let's, let's make that a phrase. When things aren't going the way we want, it's like it's going through the washing machine, aka your electronics are now a dud. But interesting news this week, cryptocurrency exchange. Coinbase. This was the main one that I was using in the past. 
I would say it's one of the biggest, right? There's like three big ones, Binance, Crypto.com, and Coinbase. Coinbase came out this week and said that they, well, they announced earnings. It wasn't good, hint, hint. And they mentioned that us users who are storing our cryptocurrency on the Coinbase platform may be screwed if they go bankrupt. So yeah, it wasn't good. Their earnings were not good. Um, they, I think they have like 200 billion stored right now between cryptocurrency and then like fiat currency, which is just another term for paper money. And they mentioned that the, well, this is what they're exactly, they said, they basically said, if they ever declare bankruptcy, then your assets, what you're storing on there are not subject to typical bankruptcy protection that you might get at like a bank or something. Um, they specifically said that we would become like creditors. General creditors is what you would become if you were a user. And so if that situation happens, you don't really have any rights to get the property or the assets that you're storing on there. So you'd be screwed. We'd be screwed. I'd be screwed. Shit out of luck. Fuck Coinbase. All my homies hate Coinbase now. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? That's, that's crazy, right? But also, if you know a little bit about cryptocurrency, you should probably know that unless you have the currency on an offline ledger, which is basically a USB drive kind of thing, with you on your person or just separate, you're always at risk because it's a digital currency. So you're always at risk of it being attacked or uh, beholden to another in uh, like a, a, a hack, a breach. I, I'm trying to remember what, it was crypto.com I think that was breached earlier on this year, but they returned all money to the wallets the online digital wallets of the users pretty quickly. I think it was a matter of hours. So, and that's a different kind of situation, a hack and breach. You might have more protection there, but in general, if you have a, if you have a shit ton of cryptocurrency, I'm talking like, actually, I'm not even going to tell you how much a shit ton is. That's up to you. If you have a thousand dollars of cryptocurrency and you'd be absolutely screwed if you lost that, you should probably take that cryptocurrency off of an exchange, buy a ledger. They're like 80 to $150 online. You get like a passcode to it too. And then store your cryptocurrency, uh, transfer it to the ledger, store it on that offline. Now the risk is if you lose that ledger, if you forget that password, now that's on you. So you're transferring the burden of protection which you're getting very limited from a system like Coinbase, it sounds like, to yourself. So generally, that's like best practice. Keep your crypto offline unless you're actively trading it or unless you're just like not worried if you lose it kind of thing. Um, yeah, like the other, the other crypto exchange, Binance. So I, I also like crypto.com. They have a pretty cool card situation where you can get money back crypto back and and like free bonuses like spotify hulu those types of things 
if you have a certain amount on their exchange, it's worth looking into. Obviously, they're making huge moves these days by um, branding their name onto the Los Angeles Lakers, maybe where the Kings play too, but the LA Stadium, what used to be Staples Center. So what used to be the Staples Center is now Crypto.com Arena, quite a mouthful. They're branding heavily, obviously making a huge investment in that. But Binance is currently the largest crypto exchange. They had a bit of a situation of their own this week. Um, Binance has made an investment in a crypto token. It's like a US token made by Luna that is called Terra. Or sorry, it's made by Terra. It's called Luna. And it is on the down and down, to say the least. So here's what happened with Binance. A couple of years ago, they made a huge investment, a couple million dollars into Luna, which is a token created by Terra. So they got those tokens in exchange. And that was worth up to like a billion dollars. This is what the CEO of Binance was saying. It was up to like a billion dollars last year when like that was when the market was booming. And now it's down to about $3,000. What? That's crazy. So Terra, Luna, it tanked down to 13 cents is like where I saw it at one point. Meaning that if you put like $100,000 in there, it was pretty much down to like cents on the dollar. Ugh gosh, a nightmare. That is um, the risk you get when you work through these altcoins, alternative coins. I like a mix of altcoins and stable coins. Stable coins are like Ethereum, Bitcoin, the blue chip stocks. But it's nice to get some of the smaller ones. There's Filecoin, Polkadot, Chainlink. There's a million, right? There's, there's, a, there's Dogecoin, although I don't really believe in that. That's more of like a meme, uh, a meme coin to me. But there's risk, right? Like, don't put anything in there that you can't lose. That's the motto that you'll keep hearing me preach over and over again when it comes to crypto. But the Binance CEO said that he wants to try to reimburse anybody who lost money, like retailers, like you, myself, on this Luna crash. So that's good. That's like a show of faith. I'm moving my money off of Coinbase. I recommend you do the same. Maybe take it offline. Maybe move it to Binance. Maybe look at crypto.com. There's other exchanges out there too. But I just, I don't trust Coinbase at this point. And I don't think they should be trusted right? Anyway, that's enough of crypto. If you were not into crypto before, guess what? Now you can start paying attention to this episode. <laughs> um, back to stocks, right? So this week, you got your retailer stocks reporting earnings, um, Home Depot, Walmart. I'm kind of nervous for Walmart. I've been, I just, sentiment could be down. People are spending less if they're a little more concerned about inflation and recession talk and such. So sales usually go down during that time. 
Although some of them, some consumer goods companies like grocery stores and such do okay during a recession because they're still staples. They're still, they're still needed, so to speak. Like you can't not get groceries, right? TJ Maxx, Target, Home Depot, all earning or reporting earnings this week. And so it's an opportunity to look at your portfolio, look at these stocks. If we go into a downturn, people, you need to reevaluate your strategy. You need to start researching what what companies do well during a pan, uh, not pandemic. Yikes. We're moving on from the pandemic. Now the buzzword is recession. But you need to start researching what does well during a recession and what doesn't, right? Tech, it'll do okay. It'll do okay, right? Companies are going to cut um, spending. But at the same time, tech is like way different than it was during the dot-com bubble and different than it was during 2008. Like tech is vital to our lives, right? Like every single, like you, we're all, I mean, you're, you're, hopefully you're following me on Meta, which is Instagram, Facebook, at TalkCashPod, at John Odebo, at TalkCashPod, and Twitter, at TalkCashPod. I mean, Twitter is going through a whole bunch of shit right now because Elon Musk is like worried about the bots and some of the other situations on Twitter and is considering backing out of that $44 billion deal. Wow, that's crazy after all that drama too. So that's also a nice little piece of news there. But tech is like integral to our lives in a way that it hasn't been in the past. Everything that we do is through pretty much like an Apple phone and you're commuting or not necessarily commuting, but uh, collaborating with other em employees at work via Zoom, via Microsoft Teams. People Snapchat each other in other countries, WhatsApp each other in other countries. We almost need it. We send money back and forth through something like Zelle, Venmo, PayPal. It's just different these days. Like who has cash on them? But more people have like, Crypto, digital currency, where people have money on their Venmo account, digital, tech, right? So I don't know if tech will be hit as hard because it's so important these days. But look at anything where there's like, where it could be considered extra in someone's budget, in someone's weekly, monthly, annual budget. I think one of the first things that should pop up is kind of airlines and vacations, and they just are getting back. <laughs> they're literally just getting back from the pandemic. It's kind of expensive to fly if you, if you guys haven't been looking recently. But that's one situation right there. Like I mentioned, your groceries probably still going to be okay. Your entertainment pieces like AMC, for example, that's going to be a potential cut right there. Netflix. Netflix already is getting cut a bunch by having to increase prices and they're cracking down on users. So people are cracking down on Netflix. Those are the types of situations that you can consider Disney, right? Disney, people aren't going to be going to the park if inflation is high and if they're not making any money or if they get fired or laid off from their job. Disney, Disney Plus, which is a huge investment of Disney these days. Obviously, that's a nice little hedge because people might stay inside and consider $5 through Disney Plus or $13 to get Hulu, Disney, and ESPN instead of, you know, the theme parks. But Disney really needs their theme parks to be thriving to do well. They need theme parks, they need movies, and they need streamers. So 
they they need it all right and disney has been getting hit pretty hard and it's <laughs> there's been a whole bunch of media about disney right they're trying to put more i think it was like gender fluid ideas into their movies something like that and well the way the world works these days half the people in the world are going to be pissed off the other half are going to be super excited i remain in the middle i don't really care but i that's not really ideal let's move on let's move on um congress is looking or will they pass a 40 dollar 40 billion dollar aid package for the ukraine so this is really uh a touchy topic as well. It's it has to do with money though, so we got to talk about it, right? Um, that is a lot of money to be putting out when we, as a country right now, are having a problem or having a problem, having problems. Like, is everything okay in the world right now? No. Is everything okay in the United States right now? Let's focus on domestic concerns. I mean, the Fed keeps increasing rates. So it's hard to rent or loan money. I use rent just to kind of dumb it down and, and simplify it a little bit, the idea of it, what, what increasing rates means. Inflation is at like an all-time high. It's the highest most of us have ever seen in our lifetime. Cost of living is rising like crazy across all states. Gas is actually unaffordable for some people. And usually it's the people who have to drive a lot, commute a lot, that are the ones that are going to be struggling and making the minimum wage jobs are going to struggle to buy it. On top of that, there is a formula shortage, a, a baby formula shortage. And I'll kind of go into like why there's a, well, let's just do that now, right? Um, back in February, there's a huge recall from the FDA, a FDA recall of I think like three of the top baby formulas. I don't really know much about baby formula right now because 29, thriving, no child. It's okay if you have child, <laughs> but I don't. And it's not really a concern of mine, but at the same time, like that's crazy. So they did an FDA recall because babies were getting sick with bacteria infections back in February. So I think there's a mass recall over three of the biggest providers of baby formula. And then there's still this buzzword, this blame on supply chain shortage, which I'm sure we're all so sick of hearing, right? What is who's supply chain and why are they angry at me? What did I do to them? <laughs> I didn't do nothing to this person's supply chain, but uh, so that's causing concern too, right? I mean, imagine if you're like a parent right now, and again, gas is up, cost of living going up, inflation, Everything is increasing. It's getting harder to take out loans and, and maybe go buy that minivan that you wanted to buy or the house to be able to fit the baby in. And on top of that, now you're like stressed about getting baby formula. And I, my first thought was like, oh, can't you just breastfeed? But like not everybody can breastfeed is, is what I was told. It was kind of, not a, I don't want to say ignorant. I just, I mean, I don't know. So maybe it is a little ignorance, but I haven't thought that far ahead. I'm too busy looking up how to get my money off of Coinbase. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, there, there's some, some moves that are being made to combat that. But like, okay, $40 billion sent to another country, to Ukraine, when we have a lot going on right now in this current country, come on, come on, time and place. 
So that's in the Senate right now. I think it's like Ron Paul who is blocking it. I don't know if he's blocking it actively or like working to block it. Can't really follow the Senate every single day, but that is something to keep an eye on too. Like that's going to help fucking inflation more, right? Just printing $40 billion and sending it to another country. Come on. This, this doesn't add up. The math isn't there, fam. But um, luckily, the FDA is working with like Abbott Labs, Nestle. Nestle is trying to bring in formula from other countries, Europe. And um, so hopefully that should ease soon. It, that's a little alarming though, right? Because like babies are very limited in what they can eat. So I, I'm glad that that is on the mend. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll do a check-in in a couple weeks. Um, maybe next month, mid-June, we'll check out where the baby formula situation is and, and see. But like, I think right now they're saying it's like half of what's typically available across the country. That's what like a shortage means, I guess, right? Like half of the amount of, of formula that is necessary. And that's a consumer good. That is technically something that you would think would do well during the, during the potential recession. But I mean, that's why this recession could be different. And we say this recession, a recession is technically like two years of negative, sorry, two years, yikes, two quarters of negative growth as a, as a GDP, as a, as a country, as a, you know, product. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. We, uh, we already have Q1 as a loss. That was negative growth-wise. Q2 ends June, end of June. So we'll see there. But the term, the term recession is tossed around a lot. That's, that's what it really means. And we are on the brink of that. We are truly on the brink of that. But it could be a lot different from previous recessions. Um, stack some paper, people. It's time to get creative. This is the time when like the talk cashers, you're listening to this podcast, then you hopefully are thinking about your money in a unique way versus your average person who's walking down the street and is just like, oh, I'm going to buy my hot dog now and then I'm going to go out tonight and eat dinner and then I'm going to go buy a car next weekend and I'm going to buy a house and they have no idea of what's going on, costs going up, they don't look at the, the bill at all, they're just living their life. I'm jealous of those people sometimes because their ignorance is bliss, right? But at the same time, like get a grip, you have to know what's going on in the economy, you have to know what's going on in the world around you and you have to know what's going on in your own fucking bank account, your own fucking wallet whether that's your digital crypto wallet or not. But yeah, right now we're in a weird place. Stocks are down. Crypto is down. Real estate is so high that it, people are calling it a bubble or on the brink of a bubble. And then we're on the brink of a recession while having inflation at all-time highs, while having a supply chain shortage in so many things, chips, uh, baby formula, right? while also having international policy conflict, Ukraine and Russia still happening. Guys, this is a tough time. This is a crazy time to be alive right now. We came out of the pandemic and into this shit 
And I just like, let, keep your head together, do an inventory check of your money. If you need to do an inventory check of your feelings, go ahead and do that. But don't make any like rash decisions. And I don't want to, no rash decisions. I don't want to hear of anybody losing a shit ton of money and having to sell it because they were all put all their money in something like Luna so that they could beat inflation. You don't have to try anything crazy. Just get creative a little bit. Diversification is not sexy, but it will help you wither a storm like a recession, like a pandemic, any major event like that, because not all of your assets can go down at once. So diversification is a, it's a great time to be diversified. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to lay a little couple bricks in a lot of different neighborhoods <laughs> and eventually a house will build. But yeah, that's what I got. Friday is National Pizza Party Day. You should go and ask your boss or your parents or your roommates, your family, your significant other to celebrate with you and, and pitch in for some pizza. And, and maybe there's some specials going on. If there's any specials, I, I love trying to save money via coupons. And so like pizza is an easy way to do that because if there's like a two for one, don't be a fat ass American and eat two of those pizzas at once. Eat one, save one for later. Now you got two meals for the price of one. I love a good deal. We love a good discount. Guys, that's what I got for you today. Stay safe out there. Stay level-minded. Don't do anything brash. Just be calm. Keep listening. Keep yourself informed. No major hasty decisions. Good time to get ahead of any major finances that you expect. Maybe put some money away for it right now because you do not know where the stock market will be. But hey, now is not the time to panic. Now is the time to stay calm. If you're young, which most of the listeners are, get excited because this is a great buying opportunity that could set you up for the rest of your life. But only if you're making the right decisions day in, day out with your money, and not overextending yourself and not signing yourself up for stupid payments and debt and these fucking Klarna plans and pay buy now, pay laters. Avoid all of that fucking crap. Now is the time to build a solid foundation if you don't already. There's no time like the present. You're going to need it. Do not go through a recession as a financially illiterate person. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to me preach. Pastor John has spoken. <laughs> Peace, guys.